Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow, and we all know there will be little bumps along the way. But why not have fun and enjoy little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I am excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way, you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Hey there. So it's been a really, really fun week. We just got back from celebrating our 11-year anniversary in Maui, and that's a whole nother podcast that I could do. It was incredible and beautiful, and I would love to talk about that and just traveling tips and all the fun things. So that could be one coming up next. But for right now, we're going to go into the 75 Hard Challenge and the things that I learned from it. Here we go. Okay, so number one lesson I learned from the 75 hard is to prioritize yourself first thing in the morning. So there's several different things that you're supposed to do when it comes to the 75 hard, um, such as taking a progress photo, um, doing two 45-minute workouts, one of them needing to be outside, drinking a gallon of water a day, um, reading your 10 pages of some sort of self-help book, um, self-improvement book, whatever you want to call it. Um, Anyways, lots of different things. So there's a lot of ways that you can go about doing this challenge. You can do it in the morning, you can do it in the evening, you can do it all throughout the day and just little bits at a time, kind of however you want. It's kind of up to you. You get to decide how you want to do it. But I learned over those 75 days that it was a lot harder to get in the things that I needed to do if I did them in the evening or if I did them randomly kind of like throughout the day. If I didn't prioritize it and get it done first thing in the morning, it was a big stress on me to try to get that in along with everything else I had to do because I had to try to make time for it when I didn't necessarily have the time for it. Um, And so it's really, really important to make that time, put that big rock in your jar first of whatever it is you want to do, your morning routine, um, and then fill it in with the the pebbles and other small rocks and sand and water. If you've you've heard that kind of... um, what would you call it, analogy before where it's really important to put the big rocks first in a jar. And then as you put, you can fill in, you know, the rest of the jar, the glass jar with pebbles and rocks and sand and, um, and water eventually till it fills it up to the top and you can fit in everything you need to if you put the big rocks in first. But if you try to put in, say, the water and then the sand and then the pebbles, you won't have enough room for the r- big rocks because they they're too big to fit in there once everything else is in there. Because when you have the big rocks in there first, you're able to kind of fill in the cracks with all the little stuff, the stuff that maybe isn't quite as important. Um, But if you don't get those big rocks in there first, they don't usually end up getting in there or it's really, really hard to shove them in there. And then you end up getting a big mess of water all over the table because you're trying to shove it in there, Um, which is kind of where we have those crazy moments of just burnout and overwhelm happen because we're trying to shove in too much stuff without prioritizing things first. Um, So putting first things first was a big lesson I learned um, physically. I learned it. I mean, I knew it mentally that it's important to put the big rocks in first, but actually experiencing the reason why that's important and going through it physically and mentally, um, it made a huge difference actually going through 
that specific principle in real life rather than just knowing it mentally, if that makes sense. Um, so putting first things first, prioritizing yourself first thing in the morning is the biggest thing I could say that would help anyone to do well, not only on this challenge, but just do well in life in general. Having that morning routine, which I've talked about many, many times on my podcast is super, super important. We have to prioritize ourselves in order to help others. We can't feed the hungry with empty shelves. We have to have done the the work and the um, the effort to put that food on our shelves first before we can feed others. And so the same thing goes with our our days. You know how we live our days is how we live our lives. And so if we are not prioritizing um, helping ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, all those things to be healthy and strong first thing in the morning, it's very hard for us to help our children or our spouse or our friends or other family members to live their best lives and and to be their best selves and, and to be able to serve them because we have nothing to give. We haven't done our part to take care of ourselves. So that's lesson number one, okay? So putting first things first, putting prioritizing yourself first thing in the morning. Lesson number two from the 75 Hard Challenge was I learned that it's important to make your decision ahead of time to save yourself heartache, headache, and just creating bad habits and bad things happening after the fact. So something that was really important is with the 75 hard, you've got a clear goal. You know exactly what you're supposed to do every single day. You've made the decision ahead of time that you're going to follow through on those goals. And so when it comes down to it, it's super easy to make those decisions because you already know you've already made those decisions ahead of time. So when it comes in the moment, you know, okay, am I going to have this junk food or am I on, am I not? It's not a question because you've already told yourself, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to eat junk food. It was so easy to know, okay, when am I going to find time to, you know, read my 10 pages or when am I going to find time to exercise outside for 45 minutes? It wasn't if I had time, it was, I'm going to make time and this is how I'm going to do it because I already made the decision ahead of time that I was going to achieve that goal that day. I wasn't going to mess up. I wasn't going to just kind of do it. I was going to do it full out and do it and give it my best. So making decisions ahead of time can really make a huge difference in our habits and and our goals and what we're able to achieve if we tell ourselves that we are going to make this decision every single time. Like we, we make the decision and then we continue to um, reiter- reiterate the decision that we made every single time that decision comes up. Just as, you know, we teach our kids, you know, you make the decision ahead of time. So if something bad happens and, and your friends are, you know, offering you like drugs or something like that, and you say no, you know, you say no to drugs, we teach our kids that, right? We teach them ahead of time. We don't say yes to drugs. We, we say no to drugs. That's the decision we make ahead of time. So in the situation, they already know what decision they're going to make. Same thing goes for the 75 harder for any challenge um, or habit for that matter. You make the decision ahead of time and then you follow through with it. It makes life so much easier because it's not a constant decision process. The decision is made. It's super easy and you just stick to it. The third lesson that I learned from 75 Hard was to just give up on excuses. A lot of times we give ourselves excuses for this, that, and the other, and we stop 
progressing. We stop doing the things that we set out to do, the goals that we set out to achieve. For whatever reason, there's always some type of excuse that comes up. Oh, well, I have a newborn. Oh, well, I'm not getting enough sleep at night. Oh, well, I have five kids. Oh, well, you know, I I have so many things to get done today. I, I can't add that in. I can't do this. I can't do that. All these can'ts and all these excuses of why we can't do things. But instead of giving ourselves excuses of why we can't do things, we need to give ourselves reasons why we can do things and then accomplish them. We need to do our best to let go of excuses. Excuses keep us from succeeding in life. Excuses keep us from enjoying life and living it to the fullest. It keeps us from everything that's good. Lesson number four that was learned is I learned how important it is to spend time outside every day. It's not only important for us physically, we all physically need to spend out time outside and to move our bodies and all of that sort of thing, but it's really important mentally to get some fresh air, to have some vitamin D, to feel the sunshine, to get grounded, to have a change of scenery. There's so many benefits to just spending time outside, but sometimes it's hard. Sometimes if you know, depending on our climate and where we live, it's hard to get outside. Maybe it's really, really cold or it's too hot or whatever, but it gave me a chance to let go of excuses and to find ways to get outside and work out regardless of the weather, because no matter what the weather is, you still have to get outside and get your workout in. So instead of being like, oh, well, I live where it's super hot and I just can't do an outdoor workout, so I'm just going to do it inside. No, I just found a way to make a workout happen outside even in hot weather. So if it was really hot weather, then instead of going for a walk, I'd go for a swim. Or if it was really cold outside, then maybe I'd bundle up and, you know, go for a run or, um, I don't know, maybe you could go snowboarding or something, you know, if it's, if it's snowy or whatever. So, I mean, there's always a way to find a workout that works for you outside, regardless of the weather. Doesn't make it easy, but it makes it possible and it makes it worth it. And I noticed how much healthier mentally I was when I was spending time outside every single day. It really did make a difference on me mentally, especially as a a stay-at-home mom. Um, Mentally, it's really hard sometimes to just day in, day out, do the same thing. All the mundane tasks that we are um, expected to do and, and try to find, you know, time for ourselves is really hard a lot of times. So if we can like I said, prioritize ourselves and put first things first in the morning and then spend that time outside, that gives us that mental capacity to be able to handle a lot more challenges and stressful situations because mentally we're doing okay. We've spent time outside and we are rejuvenated and we can handle things. We can handle a lot more just by spending you know, a simple one outdoor workout outside every single day can really make a change in how you are mentally. So... I mean, seriously, think about finding ways to spend time outside, regardless of your, if you're working out or not, just spending time outside can really change mentally how you handle motherhood and um, homemaking and, and any other, you know, things that you're having to do, whether it's work or school or, you know, mothering, whatever it is that you're doing, it really can make a difference in your mental health if you spend time outside every single day. The fifth lesson I learned was a gallon a day keeps the hunger away. So every single day, we all kind of get snacky, especially in the afternoon, or especially if we miss lunch or different things like that, you kind of get a little tired, you start to get a little bit hangry, and you really, really want something to eat. Um, 
if you are drinking, well, and eating good meals all day long, but drinking a gallon a day, you get so full on water that you don't even really get snacky and you don't even necessarily want to eat a lot. You just kind of eat when the meal times come, but when it comes to snacks, you don't really even need a whole lot because a lot of times when we feel hungry and feel like we really you know, want a snack or eat something, it's generally that we're actually hydrated and our body needs more water, more liquid. And so I have found that with drinking a gallon a day, it's kept my my hunger at bay. And I haven't had to worry as much about, you know, saying no to the junk food and saying no to the, you know, snacks and treats and things like that, because I didn't really want them. I didn't really need anything. I just kind of ate my food that I needed during the meals. And then if I really, really needed a snack and I was super, super hungry and really having a hard time, um, and really needing something sweet, then, you know, I would try to do, you know, apples and peanut butter or, you know, yogurt or something like that to kind of curb that sweet, appetite. But for the most part, water really, really did help keep those cravings down and to keep me from being really snacky. Um, A lot of times we can, when we get snacky, not only do we look for sweets and things like that, but a lot of times it's really starchy carbs and things like that, that um, are not necessarily the best for our bodies. And so if we are drinking a lot of water, we can kind of get that um, that craving or that, you know, appetite for those things just down and we not, we don't have to worry as much. So definitely was a huge help having that gallon of water a day. And along with the gallon of water a day, it wasn't just to keep cravings down and, and to keep, you know, snacking down and things like that, but it actually helps you stay hydrated, right? <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> um, but the thing that I learned with it is it's really important to get that water intake done earlier in the day. Like I said, prioritize yourself and the things that you need to do with this challenge. Um, because you, when you try to drink water really late at night, trying to get that full gallon in right before you go to bed, you're going to be up all night having to use the restroom. And then you're not getting good sleep and it's that much harder to get things going the next day. So if you're getting yourself hydrated first thing in the morning and going through that gallon as quickly as you possibly can... It definitely makes a difference in how your body functions that day, how much energy you have, and you're getting that gallon done way ahead of schedule. So if you still need a little bit of water you have to drink towards the evening, it's not, you know, half a gallon. It may be a few ounces. Um, it's a lot harder to get that half a gallon in or a quarter gallon in or whatever right before bed when you haven't drinking enough that day. So definitely prioritize the water intake and get that done as early on as possible so that your body can stay hydrated and and work as best and function as properly as it can um, by being hydrated early on in the day and not waiting till last minute to do that. Number six, become a lifelong student through reading a physical book every single day. Part of the challenge is to read 10 pages of a physical book every single day. So to stay away from screens, you know, your phone and things like that, it's it's not great for your mental health. It's not great for your eyes. And we get distracted super easily when we are on screens. So it's a great, great thing to do, but it's super hard to do when you're a mom to find that leisure time to just sit down and read 10 pages like it's no big deal and everything's quiet. It's super hard. So again, goes back to that same lesson that I learned about prioritizing yourself first thing in the morning. If you want to get those 10 pages in in, uninterrupted, it's really important to get that done first thing in the morning. So waking up early, yes, earlier than your children and getting in that 10 pages really helps. There were days where I tried to get the 10 pages of reading in um, in the evening because that's the only time I was able to get it in. And sometimes that's, you know something has to happen that way just because of, 
you know, you have a sick kid, a sick kid that you weren't expecting to be throwing up in the morning or whatever it was and, and your morning routine changes and things like that. So you have to be flexible, but trying to get those 10 pages of reading in at the end of the day doesn't usually work out super well. It, you get really, really tired and you're falling asleep and it ends up taking you two hours <laughs> to read a simple two pages because you're exhausted and keep on nodding off. Um, so definitely try to get those 10 pages in early in the morning, as early as you can and prioritize that first, not to mention reading from a self-help book every single day just increases your chances of, of winning, you know, of doing well in life, of succeeding, of, um, creating good habits and just being more successful because you're, you're learning new and, you know, wonderful ways to be productive and to be your best self every single day while you're in the middle of trying to challenge yourself to be yourself, you know, to be your best self by, by doing these awesome workouts and drinking a gallon of water and staying away from junk food and all these things that are great for our health. So it's definitely been a good, um, a good experience to learn how to be a good learner, you know, for lack of better words, um, to, to learn every single day and, and just do kind of my own research and, and really find the answers for myself rather than just um, trusting Google or, you know, trusting um, other sources, you know, online or whatever, but just finding time to read and, and to form my own opinion and, and figure out the answers for myself. You know, what do I think? Because when you look online, you're going to find answers that are good and answers that are bad for the same question. And you have to decide for yourself, you know, what what's what. And I feel like as I read more and more, it helped me to form my own opinion, to learn for myself what I thought, what my opinion was, what I felt was good about this, that, or the other. And I just felt like it was a really great thing to educate myself every day. I felt like I was um, progressing, you know, mentally along with physically. It's part of this challenge is not just the physical challenge of, of losing weight and getting stronger and things like that, but it's also a mental challenge. It's a mental toughness challenge to help to see, you know, if, if you're made of tough stuff or if you have grit, you know, and it's definitely a lot harder than you would think to get in those 10 pages a day, but I would say it was super beneficial and totally worth doing. And I would like to continue doing it and, and keeping it more of a lifestyle because I enjoyed it so much, even though it was super, super difficult, I was able to accomplish that. And I feel like it's something that was really beneficial. So definitely a great lesson that I learned from this challenge for sure. Lesson number seven is working out twice a day works way better than working out once a day. Now hear me out. I know that sounds totally cliche and like, duh, that's a no brainer, (laughs) but you don't realize how many calories you burn when you work out twice. So when you work out once, you tend to burn just kind of the extra calories that you would normally take in when you're snacking or maybe have a treat or something like that. Um, And it doesn't necessarily aid in weight loss. Um, it helps you to maintain a little bit better. But as you do two workouts a day, you're able to kind of create a little bit of a calorie deficit and you're able to have extra calories that you have burned that you haven't, um, you know, calories in, calories out, right? So if you are intaking, say, for example, 2,000 calories a day and you work out and, you know, you, you burn like, I don't know, 150 calories or something like that. There's not a huge deficit there. You're probably not going to lose weight super quickly if you're trying to lose weight. Um, 
if you are working out twice a day and you're burning twice as many calories, even if it's just, you know, you, you burn 300 calories or whatever, I mean, that's a significant amount of calories. That's like, you know, a good snack or a really light meal, um, side dish, whatever you want to call it. And so if you, um, if you're getting rid of twice as many calories every single day, you're able to have that opportunity to lose weight a lot quicker. So the healthy way to lose weight is to lose about one to two pounds a week. If you're working out every single day, but you're only working out for 45 minutes, it's going to be a lot harder to get to that one pound weight loss each week than if you're doing two workouts a day. And I know it's a no brainer and it doesn't seem like that, you know, big of a shocker, but it really like it, um, physically doing it for myself and re- and seeing the results of working out once a day versus working out twice a day i it made a huge difference in um how many calories i was burning and how much weight i was losing how quickly i was losing it um there was just a lot of benefits to working out twice a day and i i know like i said i know it sounds like a no brainer but that was a really really big deal for me to physically see the numbers when I was typing it. And so I used uh, my fitness pal to type in, you know, what it is I was eating each day and, and it would help in, um, what do you call it? Uh, typing in my exercise to know, you know, what I did for working out, how many calories are burned and, and that sort of thing. So I could kind of see, you know, where, where my deficit was. And when you work out twice a day and you're paying attention to what you're eating, it makes a huge difference. And you can notice that you've got a lot of extra calories that you don't have to worry about because you, you burn those, you know, you don't, you don't have, um, I don't know how better to say this, but working out twice a day really does change your weight loss and it changes it dramatically. So you're able to lose weight a lot quicker along with drinking your gallon of water a day, because drinking more water helps you to lose water weight, helps you to lose weight, believe it or not. And so drinking more water, flushing out all of the toxins and all the things in you, and then, you know, doing those two workouts a day really makes a big difference. So if you're going to work out, even if it's just once a day, if you work out an hour and a half versus working out just for 45 minutes, you'll see a big difference in your weight loss if that's your goal. Number eight lesson learned was to set clear cut goals and post reminders around your house to remind you of what your goals are to keep you in check. So this is something that I did with the 75 hard. I learned what the 75 hard was and I went on to Canva and created a little um, image and um, just like a little illustration of what my interpretation of the 75 hard was wrote out, you know, exactly what I needed to do. And then I printed them out and I posted them all over my house, um, anywhere where it was going to be in plain sight. So by my calendar, by my mirror, um, you know, in my kitchen, on my fridge, anywhere I could think of that would be a place where I would constantly see it and be reminded of what it is my goals are and what I was, you know, setting out to do, what my intentions were for those next 75 days. So that's a huge thing that a lot of times I think we forget to do is we forget to write down what our goals are and to have clear intentions. Because a lot of times with goal setting, we'll just say, well, I would like to lose weight. Okay, that's great. But how are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? How often are you going to do it? What time are you going to do it? Um, you know, like who's going to be involved? I mean, there, there's so many details that you can add to your goal setting 
it's important to be specific, you know, and to, and to, again, set reminders all over the house, wherever you're going to be in your car, in your home, whatever, so that you know exactly what those goals are. They're clear cut in stone. You know exactly what you need to do. And then you do it and you're reminded of it all the time. So you don't, um, you don't wander, you don't stray off from what your goal is, what you want to accomplish. And, um, it, it was amazing because sometimes I would kind of forget. I'm like, okay, what else do I need to do? What else do I need to get done for the 75 hard in order to say that I accomplished it today? You know, and and it was nice because those little you know post its that I had all over the house would say, okay, did I get my you know, did I get my gallon of water in? Did I get my um, you know two 45 minute workouts in and and that sort of thing? Just kind of keeping um, that reminder up made a huge difference in just every single day, making sure that that's exactly what I needed to do. And then I set out and did it. So definitely have clear cut goals, whatever your goals are, and then set reminders out to make sure that you achieve those goals and keep yourself in check. Number nine, hold yourself accountable. So we all have goals. We set them and we have reminders and all that kind of thing, but it's really important to measure out your success to measure out those goals and how that's looking each and every single day. So one of the greatest things that you can do to measure your success is to create a habit tracker. I created a habit tracker that was super simple, nothing too extravagant. I just got a glass dry erase board and kind of drew out my own really funky lined (laughs) chart on my dry erase board. I didn't use a ruler, so it was a little bit wavy, but I mean, it worked out. Okay, so I just put the days of the week and the date on each of those days and then what my habits were listed down the side. So for example, you know, I wrote a gallon of water and then I had, um, you know, Sunday through Saturday. And then at the end of it, I just put, you know, like a tally mark total or whatever for the week on that specific goal. And then the list went down and I had however many things that I needed to do for the 75 hard. And I made sure that I did those every single day. And I mean, you can add things too, if you want, like making your bed or whatever it is that, you know, your habits are, it doesn't necessarily have to be for 75 hard, but just a good way to keep track of what your habits are. Um, and, and to try to not break the chain, right? So we have these chain of X's or check marks or whatever it is that we want to mark and trying to keep those, you know, seven days in a row, all checked is really hard to do. But when you're seeing it physically and doing it and able to check it off as you go, you start seeing your progress and you, and there's kind of something about it where it's like, you know, I don't want to break this chain. Like this is a really good habit that I'm doing and I'm seeing a lot of progress. So I really want to watch <laughs> this chain continue on. And I'm personally one that loves to check boxes. <laughs> you know, when you have that to-do list and you check it off, you feel really good and accomplished. Um, that's kind of how it is with this habit tracker. It's a great idea to just kind of check things off as you go. So, you know, write down your gallon of water a day, your 10 pages, um, you know, a workout outside, a workout inside, um, you know, no junk food or whatever it is that your your goals are. And not only is it good to not break the chain and you see that, you know, you're, you're making progress and all that kind of, all of that sort of thing. Um, but you're also holding yourself accountable and saying, okay, I checked this, this, and this off today. What do I have left to do? Oh, I missed my 10 pages of reading. I need to make sure I get that in. Cause sometimes when there's so many things that you need to do, like with this challenge, there's quite a few things you need to do each day in order to accomplish this, this challenge. Um, 
And sometimes we forget, you know, we have a lot of things in our mind as moms, there's lots of things going on. And sometimes you forget what you did and what you didn't do. So as you check it off, as you go, then you realize, oh, I still need to get in that last 45 minute workout, you know, oh, I still need to drink a quarter gallon, I still have left to drink, you know, whatever it is. Um, So definitely find ways to measure those goals through um, habit tracking. It's a great um, system worked great for me, you can do it however you want. If you want to do it on a piece of paper on a cute printable, um, dry erase board, um, in your planner, however you want to do it, but track your habits and it really will make a difference. And you'll see that you're succeeding a lot more often as you track them and as you check things off. And lesson number 10, discover the power of a support group. So with this challenge, I decided that I wanted to invite friends and family and, you know, neighbors, whoever it was that wanted to kind of join me in this challenge. And I wanted to create a group text and I wanted to send it out every single day and just see how everyone was doing and, and kind of check in with them to kind of hold myself accountable. And they did the same for me. And it was a really, really great thing because we talked about, you know, what our struggles were with the challenge or sent pictures of different things we saw on our outdoor workouts or, um, just kind of was that support group for each other to say, Hey, you've got this. Oh, you know, you messed up a little bit. It's okay. Start over and, and you can do better next time, you know, and, and just kind of was that positive uplifting support that you needed during a hard challenge. Like this is a really tough challenge. It's not easy. It's difficult. And, and you need that support. And so it was a really great help to have that support group. So I definitely um, think that was a big thing that I learned for not just this challenge, but just any goal that you have in general, find a support group, find a group that um, has the same, you know, ideals and goals and things in mind, and kind of is the similar mindset so that you can feel like there's other people out there that are doing it. So you're not alone. And you realize that you're not the only one that is doing it ever. You know, there's other people out there that can help you that can um, go, you know, what do you call troubleshoot with you on different things as you come up against problems or issues that you face during certain challenges or goals that you've set. Um, And also just one that can kind of praise you when you accomplish something great and you did a really good job. Like, hey, I drank my gallon of water in the morning and I was done by noon. Like, what an accomplishment. That was super awesome. And it was really hard to do, but I did it, you know, or I got my, you know, hour and a half workout in and I burned, you know, six or 700 calories. It was an amazing workout, you know, and, and just showing your progress is so good, not only for you to realize, okay, this is how far I've come. Like I'm really doing great, but also it kind of encourages others in the group to do their best and to maybe set their bar a little bit higher because maybe they weren't really pushing themselves as much as they could have. And then they realize, oh, well, if she can do it, maybe I can too, you know, so it can be a really great thing to have a support group. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a group text. You could have a group that you actually physically go working out with, um, or you could have a group on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and just kind of have a little, a little group that follows you and, and you follow them and you just kind of help support each other. It's a really, really great thing. So definitely, you know, take that into consideration, finding some sort of support group to help you with your goals and, and achieve them and work together. It's pretty awesome. I hope you enjoyed those 10 tips, those lessons learned um, from the 75 hard challenge that I went through. And hopefully it motivates you to, you know, try, try out this challenge yourself or maybe something else and, and go for your goals. Um, something that is really important for all of us to learn and to know is 
we can do a lot harder things than we think we can. Our excuses get the best of us sometimes, but we really can do super hard things, things that seem impossible, seem that things that, that seem like, you know, there's no way in this world I'd be able to do that. I mean, that was my mindset at first when I started thinking about this. I'm like, I don't know if I want to take on this challenge. I mean, I, I just had a newborn, like I'm not even sleeping through the night. I've got, you know, I'm still nursing. I, I have this crazy hormone imbalance. I'm not, I'm not full of energy. I mean, I'm still healing from having a baby. I just barely got the clear to work out. And now I'm wanting to do the 75 day challenge, which is like pretty intense. Um, I'm, you know, not drinking a ton of water currently, but I drink a decent amount, but I don't know if I could do a gallon, you know, or how am I going to get in two 45 minute workouts a day when I can hardly even get in one? I've got five kids, one of them being a newborn and one of them being a really busy toddler how am I going to do this? And then I've got to take my kids to school and from school and we got to do homework and the bedtime routine and dinner. Like, how am I going to get all this in? Like, there's so many excuses that came through my mind. And I'm not kidding you for the first little while, it was super hard. And I really had to find it deep down inside myself to continue on the challenge because it was intense. (laughs) I don't think it would have been quite as intense if I hadn't have been going through so many life changes all at once. Um, But I think it made it that much more exciting when I succeeded and then when I accomplished it because it was like I went through something that was already hard in and of itself and then I went through it during an extremely difficult and challenging time in my life and I still did it. Like that was huge for me. And so I think that anyone can do this. You know, regardless of your situation, no matter how hard it is, you really can dig deep down and you can do things that are way harder than you think you could ever do if you just put your mind to it. Excuses have to be just thrown out the window because there's always going to be excuse of why you can't succeed, of why you can't achieve a goal, of why you can't do what you set your mind to do. But why let your excuses run your life? Why let them take over the opportunity for you to succeed? It's not worth it. It's so important to find that mental grit and to gain it. And this is a great way to gain that mental toughness along with just, you know, losing weight and and being healthier. And um, I mean, there's so many benefits to this challenge. It's just, it's been great, but it's not the only thing out there that can be beneficial. There's so many other challenges, so many other opportunities to learn and grow. This is just one of the many things that you can do, but it seriously has made a difference real like just really helping me to understand that there's a lot more I have to offer that I've just I've been living a lot more below my potential and I think we all do a lot of times we live way beneath our potential and there's so much more available to us but our excuses get the best of us and we we um, tell ourselves we're going to fail before we even try before we even get the opportunity to try I mean, why, why kick yourself in the foot before you even get started? You know, why do that? I don't know why we do it, but I know that it's a real thing. And, and we can avoid that by doing everything we can to let go of those excuses and believe in ourselves, like believe we can exceed. One of the biggest reasons why we don't succeed is fear of succeeding itself, which I think is the dumbest thing, but it's so true. Like a lot of times we're like, well, what if I get too big? What if I get too successful? What if I, what if I really make a big deal out of this? You know, what if it really happens for some reason that scares us? Success scares us sometimes. It's so sad because there's so many things we could do 
that can benefit so many lives if we just choose to set a simple goal and then achieve it. And sometimes it's just small things that we need to start out with. Sometimes we can't do this big, huge thing, you know? I mean, we can, but maybe mentally we're not quite ready for that or whatever it is. You know, there's always an excuse that our brain kind of gives us. But the truth is we can do so much more than we think we can, but we have to continually tell ourselves and have that positive mindset. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Just like the little blue engine. I freaking love that little story about the little blue engine that says, you know, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And, and they, and this little teeny blue train, you know, pulls all of the dolls and toys over the mountain and all these other big, massive, you know, really heavy duty, you know, engines and things that could easily pull it over the mountain just are like, you know, I'm tired. I must rest my weary wheels. I can't, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. And they can't do this thing that is so simple. They totally have the opportunity to do it and have all of the, um, the strength and power to be able to do it, but we, they just say, oh, I can't do it. Oh, I'm too lazy. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, whatever. You know, all these excuses. And this little blue engine who hardly has the, you know, engine power to even get herself over the mountain, let alone anything that she's carrying, just continually says, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, and gets herself over the mountain. So we can totally do that. We just have to try. We have to think positively. We have to you know, do whatever it takes inside of us to unleash that power within, you know, like Tony Robbins says, we have a lot of power within us. We just have to unleash it, let it go and, you know, kick the excuses to the curb and, and move towards those goals, set those clear intentions and set reminders, you know, do all these different things that I've learned from this challenge and, and apply them to every aspect of any habit that you want to track any goal you want to achieve and you'll get there. I mean, these are great lessons that I've learned from just this one simple challenge. You know, it was only 75 days. It wasn't like it was years long. It was, you know, for a a few months. It's hard, but I did it and I could do it again. I could even create it as a lifestyle if I wanted to, because now I've got that mental grit a little bit stronger than I did before. And I can do a little bit more each and every time. And I can succeed a little bit more every single time. And so can you. Don't give up and don't don't let your excuses get the best of you, especially when it comes to the small things, because then when it comes to the big things, you really won't be able to do them if you can't handle the small things in life. So I challenge you to, you know, either take on the 75 hard challenge or learn from these principles and lessons that I've learned and, and apply them to whatever goals um, and habits and things that you want to achieve in life and then do it, you know, set your mind to something and achieve it and go out there and find success, grasp it, hold on to it, enjoy it, embrace it, and you will have an amazing life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Let me know of your thoughts and ideas and things in the comments um, below and um, like and subscribe so that you can get um, the instant, you know, I put it out there and the podcast is up, you get a little reminder letting you know of of what you're going to miss out on if you don't watch it or listen to it right then, right? (laughs) Anyways, enjoy this. Um, I hope you enjoy this podcast and I hope you share it with um, somebody that you feel um, would really benefit and really enjoy listening to this. So thanks so much for listening, friends and family and everyone out there. I really do appreciate all the support and I can't wait to talk to you next week. See you next time.
Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. (laughs) As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.